0: It's time to fire up The Three Cylinder Star Drive The show that sputters along Touring a galaxy of pop culture And fanboy fiction And now, here are your hosts Richard Coots and Roger Colby
1: Hey, welcome back to Three Cylinder Star Drive I'm Roger Colby, science fiction novelist
0: And I'm Richard Coots, And I'm a fountain of pop culture trivia
1: We also have a couple other podcasts One is called uh, Southern Fried Christianity Where a couple of Christians talk about um, evangelical Christian stuff um, basically being Bereans trying to call people out um, the other one is a little solo po- podcast I have called Writing is Hard Work uh, but on this podcast this is Three Cylinder Star Drive you tuned into this one because you want to hear about oh you know
0: Nerd Luke Cage you're all nerds that's yeah why you listen.
1: <laughs> you're nerds but that's okay you mm-hmm. know what I've always tell my kids nerds rule the world mm-hmm. because you know Bill Gates, uh, Steve Jobs, uh, these people like that, you know, um, Elon Musk, Martin huge Screlly. nerds.
0: Martin Shkreli.
1: Uh-huh, yep, yep, pretty much no, all of them. Don't.
0: that's not a good example. I, I was joking. <laughs> Martin Shkreli is a bad guy. <laughs>
1: Martin Shkreli. <laughs> okay, um, so, all right, so today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Season two of Luke Cage, which we both watched, and uh, we're just going to give a kind of an overview review of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how spoilery we'll get. I
0: want to get into a little bit of these, I not would.
1: really spoiling
0: it. Yeah, I, I think I feel like sometimes we don't we, we try to keep uh, <laughs> we, we we do so well trying to keep uh, trying not to spoil it that we don't give enough information out. Yeah. I feel like we, we're not yeah. kind of given enough of a description. But, the, we but there's people that probably haven't seen it yet. Maybe. It's been out for like, has it been like a month already? Yeah, it's
1: pretty much. Yeah, yeah It came out like right at the end of May.
0: Yeah. yeah, okay.
1: So it's been out for a while now.
0: Yeah, it's been over, yeah, it's, it's, it's
1: so, um, about a month. Loot Cage, Loot Cage. Season one was great, and mm-hmm. we did review it, and, and it's like on another podcast. You can look at that. Uh, and just sc- scroll through the podcast, you'll eventually find it. Um, but this, man, season two, wow. I
0: did not... Okay, I mean, I'm not going to tell you where the end goes, but <laughs> I did not see... I, I did not think in Luke Cage would end up where he ended up, and it's, it's just... Yeah, it was, it was a bit shocking. Yeah, to I me.
1: know it was.
0: And as far as I don't read, I haven't read that many Luke Cage comics. I've read a few, but as far as I know, he doesn't. He has not That's never happened in the comics, has <laughs> it? No, I didn't think so.
1: No, um, they took it in a different direction, which I really liked that mm-hmm. about it. You know, I I really liked Luke Cage. Um, so another one is kind of. Kind of cool about this whole thing is there's this kind of like black exploitation element to mm-hmm. the whole thing, um, and if you're yeah,
0: you're darn right.
1: if you're not familiar with black exploitation films, um, there was a, uh, a whole series of films that were made around the 70s. Late sixties, seventies, on into almost eighties. Yeah, Shaft, Super
0: Shaft Fly, superfly. Shaft, superfly. I'm gonna get you, sucker. No, yeah. that was a nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, that but was no, just like a parody. Wasn't that was
1: eighty nine. Eighty
0: nine, okay, but that and, was like a uh, parody.
1: Actually, I watched that re- recently, really? and yeah, it's a parody. But what's great about that is it kind of makes fun of the whole mm-hmm. like black exploitation. Uh, film genre, yeah, but they, it's a legitimate genre. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of movies in this camp. They
0: actually just like remade Superfly. So yeah, that's in yeah, the theaters right now.
1: It's pretty um, weird.
0: <laughs> and they're making a, a new Shaft, but it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like the son of Richard Round, no, the grandson of Richard Roundtree, yeah. and the son of what uh, of Samuel L. Jackson.
1: That's kind of so. Cool. It's like
0: yeah, it's like yeah. a legacy film.
1: Yeah, that's cool. But what's great about these, uh, these films is that or here's the history of the, of the whole black exploitation. It's called black exploitation because it was basically exploiting black people and kind of stereotyping them in this kind of ghetto environment or whatever, you know. And um, the, they usually had, uh, you know, all black actors. Um, some white actors, and they were always like the villains. They were always usually. the
0: villains, like some kind of business right. tycoon or something. But
1: sometimes there was a black villain too. But but the biggest thing about these was that most of them were written by white people, directed by white people, produced by white people, um, and so it was kind of a, a weird kind of thing. But what they do with Luke Cage is uh, it is completely not that at all. I mean, it's it's um, the African American community has its has its hand very strongly on this and but, it's just really but cool but
0: it, it they do kind of like that kind of a soul type music in it and like which the, is cool yeah, I love the music like, the soundtrack's you know, great I, it's kind of like that music you're like that kind of stuff <laughs> you hear it and all those no it's not really disco well it's it's, it, kind, it's kind of like kind a of,
1: soul kind of like a slash. soul some
0: jazz Yeah, I'm not sure how to describe it
1: Yeah. But, well, actually, here's what sure it is. What Let me tell you what it is. Give me a second. It's actually uh, called like soul music or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like very uh, Motown kind of yeah, you know, yeah, feel. Yeah. But it, it's such such good music. I, I would love to just listen to the soundtrack. I mean, the soundtrack should be, is fantastic. Um, but what I love about the about it more than that is it really sticks with the whole uh, Luke Cage feel from the first series and we they because man they hit it they hit a gold mine with this thing mm-hmm. I mean because it's just really good the story's good um, the the acting is great um, we don't get a lot of Luke cage you know with bullets bouncing off of him. Mm-hmm. but it's a series right so they're gonna go it moves a little slow because it's a series.
0: Yeah, that's what people... There's been, like, criticism from, like, Hollywood critics and stuff, which I, I don't care about Hollywood critics. They're all, like, jaded, but they're like, Oh, it's so it's so slow and interesting and boring. Well, it's <laughs> the slowness that makes it good. It's developing a story. Your, your characters are developing. You're giving them time to breathe and develop. So. Yeah,
1: that's true. Um, the other thing that I really liked about this is uh, the the villain. The um the bush
0: bushmaster bushmaster yeah.
1: master, the villain, he's this Jamaican guy mm-hmm. who has powers similar to uh, uh, Luke Cage. Kind of yeah. But the problem is, is that they're finite. They don't. They'll mm-hmm. run out after a while, and um, that's his weakness. Mm-hmm. So um,
0: okay. So here's the deal about about the villain bushmaster. I really thought I thought he came in strong, and you kind of he left a good impression, but he kind of kind of fizzled out there at the end of the season. It was just kind of weird because he kind of just, I'm not going to spoil anything, how it happens or anything, but kind of just up and just kind of leaves. And it just kind of, it's announced that he just kind of up and left off screen. I don't know what that was about. I know they're probably, they're saving him for the next season or whatever, but it was just kind of weird the way he exited because it was just like, he, he, he didn't even say that some guy just showed up and in, uh, in the barbershop, and it's like, yeah, Bushmaster, he was like, you can have it, or whatever, he's gone, I was like, that's kind of weird, he just kind of has some guy announce his exit, it's like, it was kind of, it was kind of odd. Yeah, it was weird. It was kind of odd. Was it was. like, why, why, but let's talk about, okay, I'm gonna spoil this, the main villain is Mariah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, she was kind of the villain. She was the the villain in the first one. Yeah, she's basically the
0: villain. But she kind of she takes on the more villain role in this, and she's really the true villain. And
1: uh, and Richard and I were pretty disturbed by the relationship she has with Shades. uh,
0: Shades, if you watch the first (laughs) season, suddenly at the beginning of this season, he's like in a romantic relationship with her, and it's like so gross. It's like, like he's like. Luckily, there was no sex scene between them. There wasn't, but there was still like some. Weird, like he was sitting on her lap, or he she was sitting on his lap, and they were like sticking <laughs> tongues in each other's mouths, and it was gross.
1: It's like it you like, know, Ugh. it's like grandson and granny. Yeah, I mean, it's fact, there was really like there was
0: like some, yeah, there was like they were at a restaurant at the beginning uh, uh, in the first episode, and some waiter's like, and what were your, what were your uh, mother be having? Or he said grandmother. Or oh, grandma. And, like, yeah, grandma be having, and he, <laughs> and he was like, he's like, Ugh. and she's and she's like. People don't need to understand what we have or something like that. And later you see him like go into the back kitchen and like beat the waiter to death. They, well he doesn't beat him to death. He beats him pretty good and then he leaves and has his lackey just shoot him.
1: <laughs> but there there are some uh, there are some really great moments in this in this series. Oh, by the way, that noise you're hearing in the background, if you can, it's uh, my son mowing a lawn. So Yeah, we're we don't yeah, we do not have studios. Yeah, we
0: don't have a studio. No,
1: we just record where we can, man. Uh, so anyway uh luke cage so luke cage um i thought that the character was a lot better developed this time because we didn't have that whole origin story and i mean we didn't really have an origin story in the first mm-hmm. one but it was kind of like how he slowly becomes this hero mm-hmm. of harlem and um and you know they're marketing on him and stuff his buddies like marketing his stuff and everything you know like yeah t-shirts this kid from
0: uh from this kid from uh, from Harlem. Well, from Harlem. From Harlem, yeah. The, from it's like from his neighborhood. Yeah. He's like he's like an attendee of like like his barber shop, and <laughs> uh, so but he like takes footage from all the stuff, time and stuff. But the kids like not really even his fan. He's like just using him to make money. He's like he gets beat up at one point, and the kids like, hey man, this is just what the people want. Sorry, Luke.
1: There was also some stuff in this that was almost Watchmen esque in that. It was like, you know, what if there really was a superhero living right. in town? What would happen? You know, because...
0: That's been a main... That's been a main... Sorry, go ahead. It's
1: like, because uh, it, basically, uh, you know, he gets taken advantage of and, you know, and there's, there's people that just want to be with him for the money that they can make off of him and stuff like that. And that's really what would happen if you had a superhero living in your town.
0: Yeah, they had some. They had some coach. I don't remember his name, but he's a like a real life co- football coach, like in real life, and he was in there, and they were having a whole thing where he's like tossing giant <laughs> semi tires stuff like that, and trying <laughs> to to sign a deal with Nike. And, yeah. Uh, but uh,
1: well,
0: he,
1: was, he does get a Nike deal, but then they, they it falls through because something happens. Oh and yeah, that's right, happens. that's right. That's right. I what, don't want to spoil it. But. What,
0: but okay, yeah. There's that. Um, but yeah, saying. <laughs> But getting back to what you start off saying, uh, that's kind of been kind of a, a theme throughout, yeah. throughout the Marvels yeah. Netflix series is like these are like street level heroes. This is what it would be like if these there were heroes. Yeah, in like real life. Jessica,
1: and, Jessica Jones is drinking and yes, she's you know drinking
0: and all that stuff, and, <laughs> and Daredevil. He's he's like. Getting the crap beat out of him, uh, he's not just like he is, and there's like you see in the very first season, there's that hallway, famous hallways fight, and there's this part where he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> right, he's, he's like, like all out, but to breath hyperventilate, yeah, he's like all out of breath and stuff. It's like that's not very super heroic of you. You're not supposed to be out of breath. So, devil. so
1: also another thing in this is that um, good old good old Iron Fist shows up and yeah, totally redeems himself. Yes, he
0: was so much better. I don't understand. <laughs> It was like why didn't we get why didn't we get this in the actual Iron Fist series?
1: If you don't remember, we did review the Iron, Miss, Iron Fist series and uh, we didn't really like it that much because we yeah. thought it was kind of like Napoleon Dynamite with yeah. powers. kind of what, but we man, he's a lot cooler in this. He thing, is. He's it?
0: cooler, and, and the and Finn Jones acting is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Maybe except, he went to some classes. Yeah, I guess he went to some classes. I don't know, <laughs> but but it's like. I mean, he even improved more since the defenders. The defenders, well, he still wasn't good in the defenders. He was probably the worst part <laughs> of it. Still kind of... No, he was the worst part of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, in this, he's he's great, and he's like cracking jokes, and and he's, and he's just kind of like, I don't know. He's really confident, mm-hmm. but not like in the stupid confident way he was in the first <laughs> season. It's yeah. just a very. Better portrayal of him. It's like, why did yeah. why did it take a two episode arc in in, in another character <laughs> series to make the char- to give us a good version of the character to give us a good performance portrayal, whatever. Yeah. Um,
1: so Luke Cage, season two, go watch it. It's mm-hmm. great. I really liked it. Um, I'm going to give it four and a half out of five stars. Yeah. Just because of the whole thing between uh, those two people what was it uh shades the relationship shades and Mar- that's shades why and are talking at a star it Cause, me. Cause i was absolutely yeah it was
0: it was pretty gross it was uncomfortable um, yeah <laughs>
1: it was uh, cringeworthy
0: yeah i'll <laughs> give a i'm yeah that was pretty gross but i'm giving it four <laughs> i'm giving it four out of five i'm docking a star just because again i thought it was kind of strange the way that that bushmaster kind of yeah. He just kind of his character just kind of fizzled out because he the was season. a cool character he was he was really cool so really cool I just don't get that decision at the end of the se- near the end of the season but and I'll uh, tell you so- something
1: too about the guy that plays Bushmaster mm-hmm. the guy has this Jamaican accent and it is mm-hmm. so thick you can barely understand you can barely
0: under, I had to put subtitles on it but
1: the here's times. the thing it's a good one because he's a great actor because um, he pulls it off so well the guy's from like the Bronx
0: yeah, he's from Harlem.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, from Harlem. Oh, he's yeah. from Harlem.
0: Yeah, it said oh, wow. he's from Harlem. Okay, I looked it up because wow. I thought, man, that guy must really be Jamaican or something. The way he's, no, you know, he, no, but must, his accent's yeah, great. Yeah, he had. I'm sure they got a dialect coach, but he, he really pulled it off. Yeah. Um so yeah, for for me, four out of five sweet Christmases. <laughs> sweet Christmas,
1: sweet Christmas. All right, so next uh, we're talking about the movie of the week. Mm-hmm. What is movie that
0: movie of the week? Uh, it's called Cargo. It's a Netflix original.
1: <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, can't wait.
0: Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> I would actually suggest watching this. It's really? Pretty, it's pretty decent. Okay. It's pretty decent. Okay. So here's the. Deal. It's been on Netflix for about a couple of months. But I just now got to watching it. It uh-huh. stars Martin Freeman, you know, who is a uh, Bilbo uh-huh. Baggins uh-huh. and yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, Watson.
1: Bilbo Baggins
0: and Watson. Uh, oh yeah. But um. So basically, what happens? Is it's kind of like this. You come up on this coat. You get dropped right in the middle of a. It's kind of like a zombie apocalypse. It's not like quite walking the de- Walking Dead level. Apocalypse. It takes place out in the Australian outback, and him and his wife and his baby, they're kind of like floating on like this uh, little riverboat type thing and just trying to find supplies to survive. And, Anyways, his wife comes. Uh, he finds some uh, downed yacht and gets some supplies and stuff, tells his wife it's safe and stuff And when she asks him about it. So he goes back and takes a nap, so she decides to go off to that... and look for more supplies and gets bit by a a zombie. Um, They don't really call them zombies. They didn't really call them anything. I think just the infected. But uh, basically she winds up dying and stuff, and she's telling him to leave her and take the kid or she's going to turn on him or whatever. And he's like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. Eventually she does turn all the way, and she bites him. And so now he's on a clock to get his daughter (laughs) <laughs> okay, so they got this whole kit. They mm-hmm. got like this zombie kit in case of, in case of you infected type kit thing. And it's got like what looks like some kind of like EpiPen or something like in it. But you press it and it like shoots a spike out. And there's like a there's like an instruction booklet that you put it up against your temple and just press the injector and spike yourself in the temple. <laughs> but anyways, they got like this old Fitbit wristband thing and you put it on and. Once you get bit and it gives you forty eight hours, that's and when the uh, the infection fully takes hold and you completely turn, and so he's got like this Fitbit thing tell him forty eight hours and he's <laughs> got to move and get his baby to safety and he kind of he comes across all these horrible people and other people trying to survive and stuff. But it, what was kind of odd about it, it kind of slowed down the pace. Was like. He's got 48 hours, and he's taking time to stop and, like, play with the baby and kind of look around and enjoy the sightings or whatever. It's like, man, you got 48 hours before you're going to turn around and eat your baby. So, but that, but it kind of in It was pretty dour through most of it, but mm-hmm. it kind of ended on, on a somewhat happy note. Um, but it was pretty interesting the way they... Uh, uh, Showed the infection and stuff. Mm-hmm, it was like mm-hmm. this yellow pus stuff, and it would like cover their mouth and their <laughs> eyes and stuff. It was pretty grody, but it was kind of it was interesting kind of the way they did it. Apparently, so this was based on like a seven minute short film, so and they kind of just made it into like a full length movie with Martin Freeman. Oh yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, but it's in the Australian... Anyways, it's hard. I can't remember everything all the details, but anyways, I think you should go watch it, it's on Netflix, it's, okay, it, but it, it's a bit of, it can be a little bit of a slug if you don't like the grim nature of those kind of films, but it kind of ends on an uplifting note, it's not, it's not necessarily completely just an ending that's just horrible, and you, you just feel bad after watching it, um, <laughs> but it, it's alright, I mean, you, Australian accent. there's a bunch of people going, uh, crikey, a zombie, no. they don't don't. but it's good it's 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 pretty decent at least go watch it anyway that's it
1: (laughs) all right cool okay well until next time i am roger colby and i'm richard coots